Dear friends, I'm Shanice J, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in to Love Her Will, the new voice of willpower. Today I have a thriver here to help us navigate the dis discussion on a holistic approach to metastatic breast cancer. I am pleased to introduce Mrs. Sarah Thomas. Sarah is married. Hey, Sarah. Sarah is married and has three beautiful children. She was initially diagnosed with breast cancer at the age of 33, and it has been a long and continuous battle since then. Sarah exercises that healing the body can be done naturally and has had success with holistic methods in addition to treatments. Sarah believes that cancer sucks, but life can be beautiful. Love her well, uh, I'm spoken gonna tell you how you feel, no fake news, no, well power gonna get you that real, black girl power in hills, everyone's equal, that's how I feel, black girl power in hills, everyone's equal, that's how I feel, gotta love her well, you gotta never quit her. though, you gotta love her well, say that, Thank you so much, Sarah, for being here. How are you doing? I am good. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm so glad that you agreed to do this. Your story needs to be heard. And you look beautiful today. I, you look lovely. As you do. Thank you. Thank you. So, Sarah, nearly 80% of young women diagnosed with breast cancer find their breast um, cancer themselves by doing a self-exam. When and how did you discover that you had breast cancer? Actually, I um, had breast, I discovered I had breast cancer from a shoulder injury. I have a special needs son okay. and he pulled my shoulder. Um, he has some behavioral disorders. And as um, he pulled my shoulder, I went to get it checked out. They tried to give me steroids or muscle relaxers and finally led to a CT scan. Okay. to see what was going on. And the CT scan, um, exp uh, through the CT scan, it was uh, shown in the report that I had multiple um, lesions in my bones. Oh my God. And um, it was actually not even connected to the shoulder, but it, it and that, well, actually the flexoral which was a muscle relaxer made my eye blurry or upon taking it, it made my eye blurry. Mm -hmm. So that led me to an eye doctor and the eye doctor was like, we've never really seen what's behind your eye before. We can't really diagnose it. And that led to more scans. And so I was right away, um, stage four breast cancer. That was a lesion behind my eye. Oh my gosh. And, uh, there were multiple lesions in my bones. Mm -hmm. Um, lesions in my liver, lesions in my reproductive organs. Oh my um, it was so widespread <laughs> wow. that yeah. um, they just really, they were, in, they were like, forget about your shoulder injury. There's other things going on and we need to address it really quickly. Right. So it was not, um, actually my, my uh, although my um, mammogram mm -hmm. was abnormal because I, I, it was just the density of the tissue Right. They actually thought they were not going to find uh, breast cancer in there. It didn't look like there was cancer in there. Um, because I had a lesion in my lung, 
the mm-hmm. first oncologist I spoke with thought it was metastatic lung cancer. Okay. And after the scan, I had a PET scan of my body. They noticed there was in my left hip that there was a lesion and they could biopsy that quickly as opposed to my liver. Right. Um, that's when they identified breast cells, breast uh-huh. cancer cells. And they were like, you have stage four breast cancer. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> right. It's really disorienting when you get a, uh, a diagnosis like that. Yeah. Because um, I, I mean, apart from the shoulder injury, I felt. Right. Fine. Wow. <laughs> that is, that just makes me, I'm tearing up now just thinking about that. Oh, just, don't tear that up. Yeah. Um, I just put my face it. on, don't tear up. <laughs> I know, I know. Just thinking about that, you go for your shoulder exam. Right. And, it just, and you're thinking, oh, I just twisted, you know, pulled a muscle and, and they tell me I have breast cancer. Yeah, it, it's, it was very disorienting. And, you know, we were already, um, like, we were, we were already a family that approached things naturally by that point. Um, so uh, all I, like, the way my mentality was, was I just need a diagnosis so I could know how to attack it. Right. So, so I always tell folks, don't, don't be afraid of a diagnosis because that's right. information yeah. for you to know how to fight. That's a good um, way to think about it. If you keep pushing things away, pushing things off, um, it, it, you know, it can make a situation worse. Right. Um, and uh, don't fall into the denial or the fear. And we were a, um, we were a holistic family, like we were starting on our holistic journey. We were kind of newbies, but we were in there for a while. And, uh, but I just needed to have a diagnosis so that I could know how to, um, how to go forward. Right. Right. Wow. So you already said that, you know, the process just made you feel disoriented. Were you, um, did you have to go through a lot of treatments and like surgeries for, for your diagnosis? Okay, this is where I will tell my story and I want everybody to um, do their due diligence for their body. And I did not, I was not, um, I was opposed to surgery. I was opposed to chemo and radiation. Okay. Um, At uh, stage four, widespread as I was, Mm -hmm. um, chemo can really wreck can wreck somebody's body. If my immune system was already so jacked up um, that it was not recognizing cancer cells, Mm -hmm. um, chemo actually can suppress it even more or can attack it even more because chemo chemo attacks any fast moving cell. Okay. So breast cancer or any cancer are, there are cells that keep replicating, keep replicating, and they don't have like, they don't know how to die. Like most cells die after a certain um, life lifespan and cancer cells don't and so or have a difficult time <laughs> dying they 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 have a really long life and yeah. so chemo ends up chemo's really good at targeting a cancer cell because right. it targets whatever cell that replicates really quickly and okay. um and that's how it it uh, targets cancer but also hair cells yeah. grow really quickly that's why when you people cut their hair all the time because it grows back very fast yeah. Nails. Nails, Um, Now, a lot of people see the outward skin cells. Um, 
that's why people get mouth sores because you know you bite your tongue one day the next day it's healed because those right. cells replicate and heal right. really quickly but also intestines the mm -hmm. cells of your intestines um they they replicate really quickly so i i knew i wanted a nutritional approach but if that was going to be successful, I needed my digestive system to be in the best shape. And right. I knew chemo wasn't going to necessarily do that. And it also depends on the different kind of chemo. Do your research. The research is out there. And folks don't realize um, the medical journals are out there. Uh, like, yeah. you, I'm not talking about somebody's, you know, I had a friend that did this. I'm talking about like right. actual medical journals right. uh, that have uh, that have resources for alternative or integrative approaches um, to cancer. So when I knew that I was in bad shape and I knew I was going to have, I didn't want chemo. Right. Uh, well, I didn't want chemo at all. So in 2016, I approached it very holistically with vitamin C IVs, with, uh, with an ozone IV, um, with ALA IVs to address my liver. I did a lot of nutritional supplements. Okay. I changed my diet. I mean, I went completely vegan and raw juicing. Um, but I really strongly believe people think, um, people think that, you know, they add a salad to their day and they're mm -hmm. doing something naturally. And that's just not the case. As you hard as yeah, you got to go hard and mm -hmm. you got to hit it from all sides. Okay. So um, just a quick disclaimer. I am not a doctor. I'm not a nutritionist. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just a Every mama trying to be here for her little kids <clears throat> as long as I can. Right. So. Again, everyone, this is just for informational, uh, not, not really informational, it's more for inspiration, encouragement. Yeah, yeah. That's the purpose of this podcast it's not to tell you hey this is the way to go about it um i'll just go ahead and say that i'm also diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer and i have a totally different treatment from sarah but she's gonna she's given us just another viewpoint on to another side to looking at breast cancer you know other ways to just go about your daily life um because what you what you're doing it can help with energy fatigue so did you, oh, experience, yeah. did you experience a lot of fatigue or did that kind of, because you were doing it holistically, you didn't really experience too much tiredness I, um, or, pain, no, or pain? I did not. My journey did not. Um, actually, I ended up having, I ended up having more pain as time went forward. Um, so there were, you know, I had different, uh, confrontations mm -hmm. <laughs> with different oncologists. And okay. so I was so um, angry at one point that I dropped my oncologist and I was looking for other ones and two or three just were like, we're not going to touch you. I don't want to have anything to do that's with what, you. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask you. You had disagreements with your doctors. Yeah, yeah. They were just not, you know, and I think it's a liability issue and a lot of them are just not educated in um, integrative or holistic right. uh, approaches. And I wasn't really looking for the, I just was, I, cause I really wanted a conventional voice mm -hmm. in my care as well. Okay. And um, my, my particular diagnosis was estrogen positive. And okay. so we actually did hormonal treatments 
to shut down the ovaries and lower estrogen in my body as well as holistic treatment. So I really believe in a fully integrative okay. approach. And yeah. so I needed a conventional doctor as well to, you know, to just see they're, they're experts. They really right. are. Right. And I wanted everybody's voice in my care. So right. during that time, that was, that was January, 2017 to about July, 2017. Okay. I had a PET scan in December, 2016. This was about six months after I started holistic treatments okay. with one hormonal treatment. So from July, 2016, when I was diagnosed to December, 2016, I did holistic treatments and I got a PET scan mm -hmm. that said a complete normalization of disease. Wow. They did not find, and my liver looked normal on the scan. Like, and I was uh -huh. shocked. I mean, I knew yeah. I felt, but immediately after that, my doctor was like, okay, I need you to stop everything you're doing. And I said, well, we're hitting Run. it. Yeah. Stop. And so she just wasn't comfortable with my approach. Mm. And so I started doctor searching doctors work for you. Right. You are the, exactly. you know, you're hiring your doctor. Right. And when I say hiring, it's, they work for you, they service you. And I'm not saying that to be stank or to be, um, no, it's true. You, to you have to be self-righteous, right. but I did a partner with this and mm -hmm. she did not want anything to do with what I was doing, despite wow. the fact that I didn't do chemo radiation and my PET scan ended up looking normalized. Right. They used to say that I was in remission because I didn't do their treatment. Mm. Um, and if I had given it to any other oncologist, if I had done chemo and radiation and that was the PET scan I had, they yeah. would have set up remission. Right. But um, so I, I still feel some kind of way about telling people I was in remission because I, I want to be, you were I wanna, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it, I just want to have as much integrity in how I tell my story. Mm -hmm. The, the um, conventional doctors did not want to say that I was in remission because I did not complete their entire recommended therapy. But I got a normalized PET scan and I was like, I, I don't want to, I want, if it's working, I don't want to change it. Right. And exactly. um, so that's when I started looking for other oncologists mm -hmm. and they didn't, you know, the ones that I looked in and visited, they didn't want anything to do with me. And I stopped my hormonal treatments and I ended up having like no money to, cause these treatments are out of pocket. Okay. So right. I ended up having no money to do my holistic treatments. And mm -hmm. I just, it was about a six month uh, period of no treatment at all. And I was just kind yeah. of frozen and I yeah. felt fear. And that's when the pain started because okay. I wasn't treating yeah. myself. Yeah. And as the pain started again, well, not again, it started. Mm -hmm. I finally found the oncologist that I'm with now and she is just wonderful. Okay. And I showed her the before and after scans. And I said, I did this. I just want somebody to give me a conventional voice. Right. I'm happy to do anything that preserves my well-being. Because right. I don't I don't need to be, you know, I don't need to be bedridden for six months mm -hmm. and die. Like I'd rather right. live for six months and exactly. die. Um, right. So uh, you know, she was like, I don't see why you can't be my patient. And so we started our relationship. Okay. And I, I did a GoFundMe. And it's still going on now where I just never felt alone in this. And this is where I might tear up because yeah. there's just folks from so many 
um, just so many backgrounds that, you know, I had people from California, from Texas who don't know me, just heard my story online. And they're saying, hey, I want to contribute to your GoFundMe so that you could continue these treatments. And so that's how I was able to go forward with both um, my integrative treatments and my conventional treatments. And And well again. Right. This is, wow. This is amazing. And I'm so happy that you were able to, even though I can only imagine being in fear because you're not, no more hormone treatments. You don't have your holistic and. That's yeah, like, that's scary, you know, and you like you yeah. said, it's almost like a direct correlation between fear and pain, you know, oh, yes. fear and un- and being unhealthy. Fear, oh, can, yes. fear equals stress. Stress causes issues with your body. And so that causes just makes sense. Inflammation causes right. imbalances. Mm-hmm. It causes you to be in this fight or flight mode. Right. Adrenal fatigue and then you end up, your body ends up again, not functioning uh, the way that it's meant to function. And that's really all these, um, and I say all, but it was a lot, it's intensive treatments, but they're addressing nutritional deficiencies in your body mm-hmm. so that your cells have what they need to do what they are supposed to do. Right. And I did start chemo last year. Okay. Uh, I I took a test. This test is kind of controversial, um, but there's a lot of, there are different forms of it where I, t- I took a blood test and they mm-hmm. pit different chemo agents against the cancer cells yeah, that they talk in about. Blood. Uh-huh. And they, um, they, uh, they identified, I want to say about five or six chemo agents that, were, that my cells were most sensitive to Mm-hmm. And so when I approached chemo, I approached it more informed because a lot of times mm-hmm. folks just try one, see if it works. If it doesn't work, move on to yeah. another. Right. And in that whole process, it's also attacking your body. Right. So I didn't want to do that. And so I used that test to inform how I was going to progress with chemo. But again, my oncologist is very, um, chemo kicked my butt. Um, I had never, for four years, I had never been admitted. Actually, my whole life, I'd never been admitted to the hospital. After the first day of chemo, the very next day, I was admitted to the hospital because of how it affected my body. And um, I'm very sensitive to a lot of medicines, not just um, chemo. And I was able to talk with her seriously and say, I can't, I can't do this full, Mm -hmm. um, the full chemo that you want me to do, I need to. So I, I arranged with her that I was able to do half the dose and okay. one, agent, one agent at a time. At a time. I, okay. I really want to identify if I was allergic to something and you're giving me three or four agents. Right. How can time, you, you can't. I don't know what right. I'm reacting to. So I did one agent at a time. And I actually, she wanted me to be in there every two weeks. And mm-hmm. I said, no, I'm going to do one agent at a time every three to four weeks. Right. I love and how I, outspoken I, you are. <laughs> I took control of my health. Exactly. Yeah. And again, it's my journey. I'm not telling everybody to do this if they're not uncomfortable, right. if they are uncomfortable rather. And I also don't want t- to tell somebody who feels comfortable doing chemo mm-hmm. to not do chemo because then you're going to be stressed out wondering if natural things work. Right. Like you have to do what's good for you. Right. Exactly. Some folks, some folks, and I know a lot of hardcore natural approach people who would completely disagree with me right there. They'll yeah. just be like, no, no chemo ever. Yeah. And I just can't, I could, you know, 
I could speak for me. I could speak for what I would do an approach for my kids. Mm -hmm. um, or I would, you know, what I would uh, uh, suggest for a family member. Right. But, um, and I could tell my story to other people who are interested. Right. But I don't want to tell people what to yeah. do because everybody, the reason I have breast cancer is not the same reason you have breast cancer. Right. Exactly. And um, even though, you know, it could even be so similar in pathology, but mm -hmm. it could have tri been triggered from different experiences, from different right. emotional states, from different stress in our lives. And we each have to address our own. Right. Um, you know, saying that though, my body, like I had no, um, I had no ge genetic, uh, I had no oh, genetic. The relax. genetic mutations. I had no test negative. Okay. Everything okay. pointed to environmental, um, right. like an environmental issue or right. something. So that is where I I dove into a toxin-free lifestyle. Okay. And I changed my diet and I changed. I had to quit my job. My job was hyper stressful, like okay. super stressful. And I was getting really tangled up and tight and it was very emotional okay. um, position. And um, I was getting tied in with my clients and just okay. not, you know. Yeah, um, wow, that's a big move. Um, it was that's... not healthy because yeah. I was trying to fix people. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and people, you know, it's just, I cannot, mm -hmm. you know, I couldn't put those burdens on myself. Right. Um, and so that, that was a lot of the steps was that even from drinking water, what's in our food, switching to an organic um to organic foods, right? Being like a Berkey filter for cleaner water, and all these things help. Not right. because they help individually, but right. all together. Like, yeah. Over time, we developed unhealthy lifestyles, right? And because of all the different ways that we are, you know, burdening our bodies, yeah. cumulatively, right? <laughs> um, um, and that's how we have to approach yeah. a holistic. It's not just take this one pill or take this, you know, I had emotional, I had emotional things to address. Yeah. Um, How did you I take was, care of your, your mental? I was a sexual assault. Um, I was raped when I was younger. Um, sorry yeah. for a bigger word. I had to, I had to address that. I didn't address yeah. it for 33 years. And right. I had, to, you know, there was just a lot of unhealthy things emotionally and spiritually that yeah. I had to um, just finally address to lower like that whole fight or flight stressful yeah. emotional cycle that I was in. And I completely believe believe that um that you have to fix your body, you gotta fix your mind, you gotta fix your soul. All three of those together is how you become healthy. Yeah. You can't just deal with one thing over here and have all this going on over here. Something as simple as was talking about stress. If you're stressed out and you're gonna, you're a vegan, you're doing all this holistic diet dieting, but you're stressed out every day, you're kind of yeah. they're gonna cancel each other out. You're not really yeah. doing anything. You're kind of like a hamster in a wheel, you know, you're yeah. going around and around, and you're not getting to any kind of solutions. So I just I love um, and thank you for sharing that with us because um, I know I know sharing things that we that we've been through or our insecurities or just trauma that we've dealt with over our life is just difficult to talk about. 
and and it was for me i did not now i'm better (laughs) Mm -hmm. but before you know it was something that i just thought you know oh it happened in the past i'm not going to think about it i'm going to look forward and positive thinking only goes so far sometimes you have to sit and Mm -hmm. address how do i feel about this how can you know not just suppress it like but address it um we are more than physical bodies you know i strongly you know i'm a christian um i you know we are more than physical bodies and when the fear of death yeah left me i actually began to live yeah we think that the fear of death is protective like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't want to die. And that's what's going to help you live. Push but yourself, when that yeah. fear left, I actually felt better in my skin and yeah. I felt better in my body. I was a better mom. I was a better wife. Um, I was able to really address my family's needs. Mm-hmm. Um, we're a homeschooling family. I mean, there's just things that I I shouldn't be doing. My, my doctor looks at me and goes, I don't know. <laughs> where do you get the strength to do this? And it's just there are the holistic supports, but there's also the emotional component where I just right. have a drive to do it more than I did before, which is weird because it was after my diagnosis. You right. think I feel like that before. Right. Uh, so yeah, we're definitely more than physical bodies. Yes, definitely. Wow. And um, I was going to ask you, um, did you ever feel... Um, well, chemothera- chemotherapy takes a toll on your body. How long exactly did you experience? Um, did you take the chemotherapy um, after you talked to the doctor? I love the fact that you're like, "Hey, I'm not doing it this way. I'm doing it that way." How long were you on chemotherapy? So I I started with my doctor in 2017. I started chemo in 2020. Okay, Is that um, where you had your reoccurrence. I remember. Uh, uh, yes, in 2019, I had a re- reoccurrence. Okay. Um, December 2019, it was. Um, I was very ill. Again, I had run out of money for the holistic mm-hmm. um, treatments, and yeah. I I just slowed down a lot. Yeah. And um, I allowed stress to creep in again too. Okay. And um, I got a recurrence, and I, but by that time, I had already done that test that I was telling you about so that identified yeah. the agents okay so that we're able to slowly start chemo well they hit me hard the first one and then after that I said I'm not going to do that again I was not able to be a mom I was not able to be yeah what I needed to be in my household um and so we adjusted it uh and for the past year I've not had a scan that was um Mm -hmm. you know everything's been getting better so it's either unstable or better And so we just continued, she, she's, (laughs) she says, I don't understand. Most of my patients get worse. You're getting better. And I'm like, I'm doing a lot. (laughs) Like I'm doing a lot Um, with my integrative doctors. I'm still on supplements. I'm still on um, the integrative IVs. I have a port that actually I had the port for the IVs, not really for chemo, but because I had a port, like I was able to start IV chemo. And now I, they moved me to a, um, a pill chemo. Okay. That's so, what I take. so you, yeah. um, it's not as harsh on your body too, as well. That's what like she it. said. I actually, I'm still in, like, I'm waiting for it to arrive at my house. So I'm still in that yeah. transition period. Okay. Um, it's a very, it's much lower toxicity, yeah, it is. but because my scans have been stable, she's, mm-hmm. she feels comfortable moving on to the, um, to the pill chemo. Okay. And, 
um, with, along with all the other supports that I'm doing with my integrative doctor. She doesn't, she's funny because she doesn't, she's like, whatever they tell you to do, do, but also do this. Okay. <laughs> so she doesn't really like get involved in it. Yeah, that's cool. She just sees that it's working. And yeah. so she's giving me my patient choice. And that's all I want. I'm not saying like, you know, all doctors are bad or they're, they have bad intentions. Right. Um, I just want, you know, my voice to be heard as a patient. Yes. 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 And that's so important, everyone. Don't, don't be timid. Don't be, you know, no. scared or feel like that you're going to be too bossy or outspoken. This is it's your, your health. Life. It's your life. And it's I had to life. get, there you go. I had to talk to her and she's super sweet, by the way. She's super sweet. She's super awesome. I'm not, I'm knocking her, but at, you know, but she does have a protocol that she knows, you know? Yeah. And I told her, I said, listen, I'm stage four. And she's like, no, no, no. You could do whatever you want as long as it doesn't, you know, interfere with chemo. And I said, I'm stage mm -hmm. four. I have three kids. I have to do everything that I can. Right. And she, then she looked at me. She's like, well, you know, you're right. Like, I know I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. I have right. to do what's best. Right. And um, again, do not run away. If we have an integrative, find find a real integrative doctors. There are many conventional doctors okay. who okay. think they're integrative. Yeah. But they're not. They're really, they lean way more conventional. Right. And I, I tell folks, find a real integrative doctor and build your team. I have a, I had a chiropractor. I had a nutritionist. Okay. I had two integrative doctors. I had my conventional oncologist. Um, okay. I, I had my naturopath. Like I, I had a team. I built, yeah. I built my team. They didn't work yeah. with each other, but right. they worked for me. Right. Did I, they, I um, shared everything with everyone. Right. Of what everyone found. Was that through um, your insurance? Um, finding the other doctors or was it out of pocket? Oh, okay. Yeah. Pocket. Yeah. Out of pocket. And you know, what's wrong with um, our society is, you know, we value a nice house and a nice car over quality food and quality health care. Right, that's true. Um, and, you know, we, we're a one-car family. Um, it was raining inside my house. <laughs> and I oh. wasn't fixing the roof because it was like, should I oh fix the roof or have health care? Um, right. I just, you know, we had friends that were roofers, mm -hmm. um, um, dear friends of mine, and um, they're Amish, but they're, they're really great, great yeah. friends of mine. And they... They're like, you know what, Sarah, we're going to fix your roof for you. And, That's a blessing. you know, they, it was just the whole community came together. And I just, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm stunned. Like every time I think, oh my gosh, God, there's this problem. Oh my gosh, I'm running out of money or, oh my gosh, something's yeah. happening. It's something comes through. Yeah. And, um, and the same way I try to give, I try to pay it forward too. Like if I'm feeling yeah. well, I will give somebody a call. I will you know, send a gift card or I will write cards or especially yeah. with 2020 with, we were not able to really, you know, meet with people. I'd write cards or I, you know, I try to do my part as well, but um, it's just, we really need each other. We do. It takes a community. community. It really does. And metastatic breast cancer is unlike any other, you know, um, other stage, you know, you go through your treatments for a year, two years, and then you're done. You know, metastatic breast cancer, where it's a daily ongoing thing. There's no due date or 
closing date on chemotherapy. There's no closing date on us not taking our health seriously. You know, it's going to take a community because it's expensive. It's expensive to be healthy. Even conventionally, it's expensive. It, it is. And, I have bills uh, out of the Wuha. You know, we don't automatically, sometimes we don't automatically get Medicare or Medicaid or those kind of resources right out, right away. Or some of us, our, our state doesn't provide that. We don't, you know. So it, it's just so expensive. It really is. So if you know someone who's had, who has breast cancer, who's who's going through, or just cancer, reach out to them, see what they need, help them. You know, yeah. especially if you have, you know, money or or services to to um, share. If you know that you're able to do a type of service that, that could help me, reach out to me or reach out to your friend. It really, we. I mean, I can say it that sense. it does. I mean, that's all. That's where that's how I'm here today. But my friends and family have helped me as well. You know. And, or people that don't even know me has helped me, like you said, people from other other states reaching out to you, say, "Hey, I'll help you." you it know? was so humbling. It was yeah. so humbling. I was just like, yes. "You don't know me," and they're like, "I just want." And these are other. Some of them are other breast cancer patients. Yeah. And I'm like, "You you need to work on for yourself." And they're like, yeah. "Well, right now you're in need." So. Yeah. Um, we're going to do that for you. And I just, I was just so humbled. It's hard for me to receive. I like to do things for people. I don't like to be on the receiving end. Yeah. <laughs> and I had to learn how to, um, how to be on the receiving end. Yes. That's, it's difficult because we don't want to feel like a burden, you know, right. we don't feel like we're, I don't know. For me, it was like, I don't want to feel like a burden or I don't want to feel needy, you know, you know, it's, but we need help. <laughs> yeah. Well, my friend told me, and this changed my perspective, not that I don't have issues with that anymore. And she mm -hmm. said, Sarah, when your kids were young, did you feel like they were a burden? Like they needed you for everything. And she's like, now it's just your family's doing that for you. Wow. Like nobody, nobody should be like, oh, okay, you're, you're past a certain age. So we shouldn't right. you know, address your needs. <laughs> and I was like, that's okay. a good way to put it. That's a great way to put it. Wow. Okay. I never, I never heard that before. That makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. Wow. So what, what would you say you had a long journey with this, you know, with cancer since 2016, what do you say was the most difficult part of your journey? Huh? I, I guess the fear addressing fear, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, I have a journal where ever, whoever prayed for me or whoever said, you know, I'm rooting for you or whatever it was, I would write it in the journal. And so when, when, when fear or feeling like, you know, I'm not worthy or something um, would creep up, I would open and read the journal and say, you know, um, my chiropractor prayed for me when, um, when he, when I shared the scan with him and I'm like, you know, you know, Dr. Sozo prayed for me here, or my friend yeah. called me at this time when I, or just those coincidences that happen where it's like, it'll be like, um, it will be a particularly difficult night full of anxiety. And then the next day, a friend will call me and said, I just feel like calling you and encouraging you. And yeah. so I'd write that down. And those are just all little reminders that, you know, God has you on his mind. Yeah. And um, he, you know, God doesn't want a sick and a lot of times people feel like sickness is a punishment or a consequence. Right. I mean, 
it's a consequence of a broken world. We are all broken and people are doing really unfortunate things with our food supply, with our, you know, with everything, with our air, with our water, with, with um, toxicities in our environment. So we're going to feel those consequences. Right. Um, but it's, it was not, it's not the ideal and it was not the original plan. And mm-hmm. so we still have to navigate through the brokenness of this world, right. um, but we've been given tools to overcome and overcoming doesn't necessarily mean like physically, but we've been given tools to, pers- to, to progress, to push forward. Right. And just, you know, the, the word that I, the scriptures I read says, mm-hmm. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord plans to yeah. prosper you and to give you a future. And again, right. it doesn't mean that I'm going to, overcome breast cancer and have this awesome mansion and like five cars or whatever. But what does, what does mean is as long as my eyes opened this morning, Mm -hmm. I'm not done yet. Exactly. So one of the things I just, you know, I, I open my eyes and go, what am I supposed to do today? And sometimes it could be as simple as mother, your boys, Yeah. you know, and sometimes somebody comes across your way that was having a really hard time and I'm able to speak some encouragement into their life and tell them that God loves them and tell them that despite what happened around them or yeah. negative people speaking into their lives that they have, you know, God sees them and he has plans for yeah. a future and to prosper for them. Exactly. So um, it's, it's kind of once I get into that negative cycle, I really look for who do wait, hold on. That means I'm looking inward too much. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, who do I need to bless? Where do I need, like, who do I need to talk to, to encourage? And once I switch, I make that switch to serving somebody else. Mm-hmm. It, it turns off that self pity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that, it's not always successful. Like I'm not, you know, it's right. not like that. That's we're human. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But that's one of the ways I can't, it's in my head. And mm-hmm. we are notorious for thinking whatever we're doing, what, it could be a business um, venture mm-hmm. where either either think it's going to be super awesome and all our problems are going to be solved yeah, or it's going to be terrible. We're going to be failures. Mm-hmm. We never think that there's a moderate middle ground where, right. you, right. Know, we, <laughs> you know, when I was diagnosed, I'm like, I'm just going to be in this great, like really yeah. it was a negative fantasy. I was going to be in a great hospital room with a great hospital gown. Right. Um, everything was just gonna, and I'm just going to be it's dying. And and I, like, yeah. you know, and it wasn't the case, not because yeah. I'm not that, I mean, I might die tomorrow. I have no idea, but it wasn't like, there was more of a middle ground. There is still yes. joy. Yes. And yes. life is bigger than cancer. And that's where I always say, you know, cancer sucks, but life is beautiful. Yeah. Life is bigger than cancer. It is. Like the, the other day, like there are these, like my kid, my oldest is 13. Mm-hmm. And there are these like young ladies walking down the street. Like they're all <laughs> giggling and stuff. And I'm like, I'm not ready for this. But you yeah. see that? That's, that's just life continuing. That's life right. blossoming. And he's growing up and I'm still here to witness that. And I'm like, wow, yeah. I, five wow. years ago, I wasn't sure if I was going to see my son at 13. Yeah. I was going to, you know, five years ago, I had a four-year-old. And I was like, am I going to leave my four-year-old? But now he's nine, you know? Yeah. It's just life is bigger yeah. than whatever circumstance that is before us. Yeah. And I can still celebrate that despite, yeah. you know, all these trials that are going through. Right. So like getting those perspectives mm-hmm. um, and also 
there's so many people with so much worse. Yes, it really Not is. To say, my heart and their heart are both hard. Right. You know, and yeah. you know, maybe somebody doesn't have cancer, but you know, they have financial struggles or their whatever it is. It's yeah, um, my heart and their heart are both hard. Yeah. And we're all doing hard together. Right. But life is bigger than both it of them. You still have to find joy in in the midst of the heart. You really do. It's your strength. It, it is your strength. And and like you said before, you said a while ago that it's not it's not magic. It's not like okay, I look through my journal and I'm finding inspiration and all of a sudden I'm going to be happy every day. You, it's trial and error. You know, you have to yeah. keep finding those positive things in life. You have to keep finding joy in life. You have to make a decision to do those things. It's not like it's just automatically, magically going to happen. No. Nope. Faith without works is dead. That, that You know, <laughs> you have to put in the effort to enjoy life. It takes effort to do that. Um, and like you said, everybody experiences hard. My heart is different, but I'm not judging you. We're at different levels of whether, you know, our, at our heart, what, what we're dealing with. So, you know, you get through yours the way you get through yours, but we can help each other by sharing things that helps us. And yes. I, like that, I like that journal idea. I'm, I'm actually going to take that. I'm going to take that. Accident. Yeah. <laughs> It's not like a plan that I had, but yeah. one day when I was just trying to get through a particularly emotional day, I just yeah. looked through and an I awesome saw all idea. the people that was praying and I'm like, you know what, Sarah, yeah. people are rooting for you. Right. It, it changed my yeah. perspective. Right. And it, and then that helps you. Look, chemo brain is for real for me. Uh, I don't know <laughs> about for you, but that helps you remember who was looking out for you and who does yes. thank you card to. And who to reach out back yeah. out to. So that's yeah. like, you know, writing things down, writing things down is magic for us, like because <laughs> I'm so forgetful. Um, so that helps you keep track of everything. Um, I did something similar. I used to take my friends share with me to take screenshots of text messages that people send to me that are really encouragement, encouraging to me. And then I would go back to my through my photos and see those messages and um, also, I have posters in my bedroom that my friends made for me during a uh, honking horn. Well, beep, I don't know what it's called, but they drive by, beat the horn, and hold up signs. Uh -huh. Yeah, so I put those signs on my wall, and I look at those every day to try to encourage myself on those bad days. So that's, that's you just gave great advice for that. Thank you. Um, in addition to your journal and the GoFundMe, and what would you say out of everything has been like your biggest help during this time? I, my husband. Oh. My, <laughs> yeah, that's wonderful. I, there are times where I would, I mean, anxiety, I never suffered through, for, from, well, I didn't identify it as anxiety is what I should say. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't think I suffered from anxiety, <laughs> yeah. but when, when the anxiety kicked in harder, Mm -hmm. than I had ever experienced it. He was the one holding my hand. I mean, I would like, there would be like, it'll be in the middle of the night and yeah. I just feel like running out the house. Like I just, yeah. I don't know what, like, I guess it was a, a desire to escape. I don't know where I was going to run to, like, yeah. but he'd be like, okay, I'm holding your hand because you're like, whoa, it'll be like cold and I wouldn't even want a coat. Like, I'd just be like, I want to walk out the house. And he's like, oh. yeah. um, but he would, he'd, I would be like, oh my gosh, do you think this treatment working? Do you think this is working? And he's like, Sarah, yeah. why would you spend all that 
money if you didn't think it was working. Like he would always <laughs> talk me down, you know, yeah. it's like, does it make sense? It's not rational. Right. So how did you, how did you discover the vitamin C infusions? Like, how did you, I know you say you lived a healthy lifestyle before prior to cancer, but how did you discover all those things? Was it just your research or did you have a mentor or somebody? It was that there, there, there are documentaries like on Netflix. Okay. Um, yeah. There are, um, I have some here that I just, in case uh, this question was asked, but um, there is one particular website called The Truth About Cancer. I can um, send you the email and okay. it's, it's about, so for me, I have about nine websites and films in my email. There's definitely more than that. Okay. Again, these are a disclaimer. These are folks who are just trying to find a natural way to, um, tr they treated themselves or their family members and they got some success mm -hmm. now or, or a lot of success. Like Chris beat cancer, um, mm -hmm. Chris beat cancer.com. You know, he had, he, I think he, he had surgery, but he didn't do chemo and radiation and he changed his lifestyle and changed his diet and he had colon cancer. And I want to, it's, it's been years that wow. it hasn't, you know, it, he didn't have a recurrence. Um, the truth about cancer.com. There's a film called food matters that okay. last I checked, it was on Netflix. There is a film called the C word that's okay. on Netflix. Um, there's the Rick Simpson story who he talks about cannabis oil um, on YouTube. There's a film called stink on Netflix and it's talking about all the different additives, even in like you buy new clothes and there are yeah. chemicals in your clothes and wow. or you couch. That's why like all my stuff in my house is secondhand, not because I don't want new stuff, but by, you know, by the time it got to me, most of that, it's that those gases have aired out. Yeah. Um, okay. And so there's a lot of uh, resources and now take when I, I, I hate to say take it with a grain of salt, but sometimes like I went to a practitioner once and he was like, all you have to do is meditate and the cancer is going to be gone. Oh. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of people believe that and that's okay. I just, yeah. I, I'm, I'm more signed. You know, people will look at me and be like crazy hippie lady, like, you know, they, you know, <laughs> doesn't believe in science. Yeah. I'm actually more scientific minded <laughs> than that. So yeah. it didn't ring with me to just meditate or to just pray. I went to a church yeah. that was, you know, you know, we laid hands on you and you are healed. Yeah. And I'm like, I, you know, I know God wants healing for me. Right. I I just also know that God can use medicine mm -hmm. <laughs> as well, or right. God can use supplements as well. So um, you just have to kind of balance yeah. the, the things that you're reading. And I, for me, I just don't believe in one thing. I don't right. think, you know, I'm going to just have, you know, what vitamin C only, and mm -hmm. that's going to, fix all my problems. I do right. believe in getting it from all sides. And that's why I say get a real integrative doctor. Right. I have a naturopath too. And I have a chiropractor and I have a nutritionist and they're not MDs, but I also have an, I have my, um, 
I have my primary care physician who's a DO and I, you know, I get people who listen to me, people yeah. who are along the same like approaches as me who support me, but also people who completely disagree with me. Like my oncologist, who's like, I'll yeah. let you have your patient, patient choice, but I don't, I don't get how you're doing what you're doing, but she has an expertise that I also need. So yeah. I really feel that we really need to hit it truly integratively from all viewpoints. Yeah. And if these two approaches were to come together, I think folks would be a lot more successful. There's yeah. no reason why they, they gave me three to six months in 2016. I'm yeah. approaching five year survival date. Yeah, you know, um, there's just no reason. I don't understand right. other than, other than initially I didn't go through chemo and radiation initially. So for four months I did just super intensive body yeah. boosting stuff, okay. but, um, it depends on your grade. It depends on how fast the cancer is moving. Mm -hmm. I mean, if one week you, have, you have a lump here and the next week it's this big, go into surgery. Like I'm right. not telling you, you know, like, <laughs> like don't, don't do that. Don't sit here and meditate and think it's going to go away. Like, right. <laughs> like, no, we need, and don't right. be afraid. Don't be afraid. And the fear, identify where the fear is coming from. For me, it wasn't, I thought I was afraid of conventional medicine, but I was yeah. just afraid of suffering. Yeah, me too. And I was afraid of death. Yeah, me That's too. what it was for me. And when those, when I identified the fear and I said, oh, no, 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 you're not going to rule my life. I'm yeah. going to go to my doctor's appointment and they're going to give me their best right. care that they can. Yeah. And you know what? For everyone on this earth, there's one ticket out and that's through death. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's just not, you know, we can, we can try to keep ourselves as healthy as I, we can to, right. but we just can't be driven by fear. Exactly. And so once I identified that I had a better relationship with all my practitioners, you know? And so the fear is really like, I mean, I'm not saying I want to die. <laughs> right. I just think fear is gone and I can really live and make better decisions exactly. because I'm not driven by fear. But right. those, um, those websites, those films give you more um, information on what's going, how your body works. Mm -hmm. The other thing, I, you know, learning about cancer, yeah, cancer, a tumor. You know, I felt some kind of way about my breast. I was like, I thought we were friends. What's, right. you know, like, <laughs> what, 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 did you go against me? But what ended up happening is, as I learned about cancer, mm -hmm. there are a couple thousand million billion cancer cells. They're replicating, replicating, and your body goes, wait you're not dying. I'm going to send a whole bunch of other healthy cells okay. to corral you mm. and to keep you in this area alone. And okay. that's what a tumor is. So the tumor is actually your body's response okay. to cancer cells. And I felt some kind of way about my tumor, but honestly, the tumor was keeping the cancer cell yeah. like limiting limited its, in that spot. You know, yeah. In that spot. And of course, our immune system, if it's already lowered, um, the function is lowered, it's gonna, it could only kind of hold it off for a little, for a while, and then it'll start spreading. But again, those tumors are just our body's response to try to corral these rogue cells. And when I started understanding cancer, I was like, oh, they, like, honestly, the, the, when you see a lesion in your body, it's been yeah. in your body for like five to seven years. That oh. means for five to seven years, your body's yeah. been fighting for you. And you yeah. just didn't know that. You just didn't know so, it. so I became friends with my body. I was like, you know yeah. what? Thank you for yeah. keeping this 
like a little bit more contained than I ever right. now, you know, now we're going to kick butt, but thank you. <laughs> yeah. And what you said was, so we got to make sure that we're getting rid of our fear. And also we have to educate ourselves. And with Absolutely. education, we have to have understanding. So get rid of that fear, educate yourself on what's going on with your body, know your body, know your condition, you know, ask questions in, at your appointments. Get a little journal yes. and make sure you have your qu your questions written down so you don't forget, right? You know, or record, record your session with your doctor. To remember that's what helpful. They I didn't know. have questions at first. I I always hit the record button. Yeah, that's good. Then I would replay it and then I'm like, wait, what did that mean? Right. And then, you know, I would Google terms mm -hmm. in my scans yeah. to try to get a better understanding. Yeah, I did that. If your doctor, your doctor's human. Your doctor is a human being just like you. Yeah. There's a narrative over here that just tells you that, you know, the doctors are the experts and you're not. So you should just shut up and listen to your doctor. Yeah. My doctor was not always the expert. My doctor learned. Yeah. So I can too. Yeah. And we can't just say, you know, take the leash or take the wheel and I'm just going to lay back and do whatever you right. want to do. We have yeah. to engage and be part of it. Now, if that's what you want to do and that's best for you, like I'm not telling anybody what they should do. Right. But for me, I mean, my son had open heart surgery. Mm. I watched wow. how many open heart surgeries <laughs> when they yeah. came in to like give us updates, I would ask questions and they're like to the point where finally the doctor was like, are you in, are you in healthcare? Are you? Right. <laughs> and I was like, no, I just, I love when they say that. Yeah. If I don't know what you're doing to him, like I right. can't, I can't do that. Like I just needed to know what was going on. Yeah. And so, you know, just be part of your plan as well. And there were times where I was like, I cannot study one more thing <laughs> where I just was like, you know, for the next three months, I'm just going to yeah. open something, but I always got back on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Wow. And it, the, the dietary also for, I know a lot of people who will disagree with me on this. Mm -hmm. yes I changed my lifestyle I became a vegan raw um raw foods juicing mm -hmm. that's hard to sustain and I fell off the wagon many times yeah just get back on exactly. it's not okay oh I fell off the wagon on Thursday I'm done I'm, I'm right. gonna I'm done. I'm I'm gonna die it's over no, no. you fell off Thursday yeah. you had pizza on Thursday you had ice cream on Friday yeah. you had a dog on on Saturday just get back on Sunday yeah. Just get back on. Just, just get, get back, back on and just keep, yeah. you know, and it's just, I tell folks, like, it's not going to be perfect. Like, you have mm -hmm. to forgive yourself. You had the chicken wing. That was good. <laughs> Enjoyed it. Move on now. Like, right. get back on. Just get, just don't quit. Just keep yeah. moving forward. And so it's just keeping, keeping the goal. And it's not going to be done in a week. It's not going to yeah. be done in 10 days. Right. I, exactly. I, there was a session that told me in 10 days, you're going to be cancer free. And I was like, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy for that positivity. Right. That, you. You know? but, but I just was like, I think it's yeah. going to be a more long haul. Right. Uh, for me, at least, especially at the stage that I was in. Right. And um, some pe people believe that, you know, your belief is your medicine. You know, if you believe that you're going to yeah. be healed, then you're going to be healed. So, you know, we're not saying don't believe that and but we're saying no. believe that and do work, you know, right. believe that and put action behind that, you know. Most um, definitely. 
And there's uh, a and balance. There's a balance. There we is. have to be smart. We have we've we've yeah. been given wisdom. It's not, you know, we we can we can be smart about it too. Right. You know, right. We can be um, we can address our physical needs mm -hmm. as well. Right. Our mental needs and our emotional needs. Right. And don't, you know, when you're Googling, look for information to educate yourself. Don't look up traumatic stuff like how much, how much time do I have to live? That's yes. not what we're saying. We're saying Google yes. terminology so you understand what your doctors are saying to you. Google the, the medicines, not to say, oh my God, I'm going to have all these side effects, but Google the medicine so you understand what the medicine does. And what you know, what and then what other drugs interact with that medicine? Like I have medicine exactly. That says my don't pharmacist. Eat. Yeah, my pharmacist food. was a great friend. She'd yeah. be like, well, should you be taking these two together? And then she'd yeah. ask a question, and then I'd be able to go to my doctor and say, hey, can we look at this? Yeah, and, and that's um, good. Talk to your pharmacist. Yeah, the pharmacist. Yep, the pharmacist wants you to call them and ask questions about your medicine. So talk to your pharmacist. Talk to get a nutritionist. An integrated doctor, all these things are positive. All these things, all this information is is positive and it's going to help you. So make sure that you're looking up things that are, you know, ed educational is what I'll say. Yes. Not detrimental, educational. Look up things that are educational to you. And then like um, like Sarah said, if you fall off the wagon, get back on. Do Just not punish your, do not punish yourself. Give yourself, you know, tries. Don't don't punish yourself. Get right back on. Like I was a vegetarian and one, one day I was eating lamb and people were like, oh my God, you don't eat that lamb. You're vegetarian. And I'm like, it's not a law. You know, it's just yeah. a decision that I decided to do for my body. And today I just wanted to taste this lamb to, you know, to see what it <laughs> to right. enjoy it. But doesn't mean that I'm going to die tomorrow because I changed my mind today about yeah. what I wanted to eat. So you're in charge of your health. You, you can change your mind. You can um, integrate holistic healing to, to your to your um, health plan. You can take chemo. It's not, you know, you're in charge. Don't allow people to choose your life for yourself for you for you. Mm -hmm. Whether it's online or if it's your doctor or right. your in-law or right. I, I had folks I, that were going to have like an intervention for me because yeah. they're like, he's not doing all the conventional stuff. They were yeah, ready to get, like, get on a plane. Mm -hmm. and come to my house to talk to me and yeah. it just so happened that week i got the uh the pet scan that said it was normalized and oh, they were perfect back. and they're like oh the maybe perfect timing. <laughs> and i mean it was out of love you know it wasn't yeah, like because there, there's a lot of people who are just in denial who just right. are scared and they didn't want me to just freak out and be scared and not do anything Right. But they didn't realize that I was doing something. I was just choosing my health care. I just wasn't doing what all everything that they wanted me to do. Mm -hmm. But I was still, you know, I, I saw the value of the hormonal, right. um, of the, um, it was a uh, Lupron injections. Okay. I they saw the value. I saw the value of that because yeah. um, in the pathology, it was like something like 92% okay. estrogen. So I was like, okay, that's, I'm going to address that. Right. You know, so it was, um, but they also wanted to give me a, um, a medicine for her too, mm -hmm. but my, yeah. my pathology didn't identify her too. Yeah. So why am I so going to take why, that, you know? Yeah. And so it was, you just have to know what, know what's and going on. Those who don't know those terms. It, there are different ways that cancer 
grows. Right. Um, HER2 is a protein, I believe, and um, estrogen positive is the hormone. Right. And my particular cancer diagnosis was hormone positive. And so it was growing because there was a lot of estrogen right. in my body. So right. I was happy to address that conventionally. But mm -hmm. I also addressed it holistically. And I also addressed um, mineral imbalances. Mm -hmm. I addressed allergies that I didn't know I had. So I took an allergy panel. Mm -hmm. I was allergic to cabbage. Did you I was allergic do that through your doctors, the allergy panel? How did no, you do that? I nutritionist. Okay. Okay. And so, um, it, you know, I just, I did a broad range of things and I, even though it doesn't address cancer specifically, mm -hmm. my body was fighting an allergy that I didn't realize because this particular allergy didn't give me hives or made me itch, yeah. but it did like have a lot of, um, reactions and sensitivities in my blood where they tested it. So I took that burden off of my body by yeah. avoiding those foods. Right. And um, so just things like that, where it might not be a cancer mm -hmm. targeting thing, but if right. it makes your body healthier, right. then, you know, it's, it's going to help. It's going to help your body be stronger to it fight. Is. It is. And those people, people that are doubtful about the holistic healing, um, we're not saying do that solely, but do it in, in addition yeah. to other things. So educate yourself about your body. Um, like, I love the fact that you did. Um, that you're targeting everything about your body. Like your body can tell you things are wrong. You might have a tumor. You might have ra a rash. You might have bad acne. Um, you might have pain in your bones. You might have bloating. Those are different signs that says that Those are all signs. Yeah, that's we going on with be, your body. We should be pooping two, three times a day. Yeah. Um, we should be, um, you know, just a random rash or pimples, mm -hmm. like out of nowhere tells yeah. you like something hormonal might be going on yeah um you know i what i i had um i had uh what is it called um oh my goodness my lymph nodes all up and down my arm were were raised like, they were raised and this was like years ago oh wow now if yeah. i knew then what i had known what i know now yeah, I would have yeah. been like, okay, we some there's some blockages. We have to get yeah. lymph lymph fluid moving. Right. Um, I've done rebounding, which I you know I learned about and I started doing because our lymph nodes don't doesn't have like anything that pumps it. Like the heart pumps blood through the blood vessels, mm -hmm. so right. our lymph nodes could use dry brushing, rebounding mm -hmm. when you're bouncing up and down on a rebounder, um, the hot and cold showers. So you take a hot bath and then you put yourself in cold. In oh. a cold water, and not the lymph nodes. It constricts your those vessels, oh, okay. and it helps um, the, the fluid flow through your body. Wow, Don't sit in there, <laughs> like you know, yeah. it's not it's not fun. But just that sudden temperature change. Mm -hmm. So all of these are things that can support. Now, mm -hmm. if I knew that, I would have uh, I would have started applying these way longer. Right. They probably wouldn't have um, diagnosed me with breast cancer yeah. back then, right. but I started you know, migraines mm -hmm. or headaches. Yeah. Um, people would say, oh, perfumes that we use. Yeah. And like, every time I have this perfume, I kind of feel nauseous, but it goes away. Yeah. And it's like, probably should stop, you know, right. right. it's cumulative. Mm -hmm. The more we burden our bodies, yeah. the more it just stops, yeah. stops working as well for us. Exactly. Exactly. But it could take a good beating before yeah. we get a diagnosis. Right. It is. It really is. Um, 
<sighs> it's so much. I know it's a I lot. It, it's, <laughs> I had to take a deep breath. It can be overwhelming. It really can. We're not saying this is easy. It may sound like we have it. We look pretty. We got it all together. We look like we're put together. This is just today. You know, <laughs> <laughs> this is just today. You should have seen me last week. So we're, it's a, it's, right. Or this morning, right. It's, it's an ongoing job. I'll say that. It's it a, is job. a job. It you feels know? like a full job. Yeah. It's, it's, it's challenging. It's difficult. It's a job, but you can do it. You know, yeah. you want to live a long, healthy life. There's nothing target. special about me. Right. I, I'm a mom. I'm a teacher. Like, yeah. They're like, I if, she can, if Sarah can do it, stuff, yeah. but I have to address my medical stuff. Right. And you if can Sarah be can do it, do it. Right. Exactly. And um, yeah, we're not doctors. Just putting that out there again. We're not doctors. And we're not no. saying do this, do that. And we're not telling you to not do anything pertaining to your, we're not giving you any kind of medical advice. This is just daily life. It's our journey, our journey, what works for us, and we're sharing with you because it could help you. Um, Sarah, what does define the meaning of willpower to you? And uh -huh. when was the moment you would say that willpower activating your life? I've, I really thought about that question. You gave it to me before we talked. Um, and <laughs> what would you say? When I realize God is for me mm. and because it, it wasn't of my own, I, you know, he's for me more than I'm for myself. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, he, you know, just to like, to really realize that God loves me. Yeah. And, um, it, it was hard cause I think I let a lot of people negatively speak to me mm. and, um, speak into my life. And these are not people that I saw every day. It was like that one or two occasions where, you know, folks were just like, you, you know, I'm just going to be raw. People were like, just, you know, you're goody two shoes. You're just, mm. you're just, um, you know, whatever, like they're just negative talk and how awful I am as a human being. And, you know, and I was just like, wow, mm. something's wrong with me. Like I actually internalized it. Yeah. And I had a group of friends who are so loving and they said, Sarah, who's like, who's against you? And I literally, like I named two people and they're like, who's for you? You have a GoFundMe that raised $10,000 from people who didn't even know you. Yeah. <laughs> and, you're, and you're like zoning in on one or two negative voices and things yeah. like that. And I'm like, okay, okay. And I had, a, I had needed a lot of healing from and letting go of what folks we're speaking negatively into. And then when I started reading the word and God is for me and he, you know what, he's for them too. Even though they were speaking negatively to me, yeah. he's for them too. Yeah. And to know that he loves me and has a plan and a future and wants to prosper me. Yeah. That made me want to, you know, like it just puts wind in my sails. And so my willpower was not from just my own, yeah. You know, like it was just, God's given me gifts. He's given me three boys. He's given me an awesome husband. Yeah. He's, you know, and I'm like, you know, I can fight for them. It's okay to fight for them. It's okay to, 
be my own advocate and try to, you know, in the, not because I'm making myself live, but in my voice, when I'm talking about the different treatments that I would like to, you know, with my doctors, it was, I, it was able to give myself permission to fight for me because Mm -hmm. I know God was for me. So that's, I mean, it's the willpower was not for me. It wasn't for me. Yeah. Wow. Oh, and that's a, I'm a Christian myself. Um, without God, this wouldn't be possible. I don't know how. I yeah. We, it's no longer ourself. Like you said, God takes over us during our weakest times, our weakest, weakest moments. And he just takes over and he speaks for us and he helps us maneuver through life. Um, he has strengths. Yes. I, I can't imagine. Right. Um, I can't imagine facing that diagnosis without, without the hope that God gave me. Right. Yeah. What, um, what advice would you give someone? um, I'm adding this on there. (laughs) This last question. (laughs) What's some advice that you would give to a fellow survivor? Uh, We've talked about so much today. Um, So many positive things, but in the, at the end of the day, yeah, we know cancer sucks and life is joyful. Um, but what would be one thing that you, just a little tip that you give someone that could help them? Just kind of what we were saying, educate yourself on your particular diagnosis. Yeah. Um, don't be afraid to be your own advocate. And if you don't jive with a doctor, that's okay. And it's like, you know, and it's, don't take it personally. Like that's what they know and that's how they fight their battles. And if it doesn't mesh with yours, just look for somebody else um, while still keeping treatments though. Don't do what I did where I took like six <laughs> months of no treatments. Um, right. If I knew better and that wasn't trying to just hide, yeah. I would have continued the relationship with them while I was looking right. um, and um, enjoy the little moments. Cause mm. you know, 2020 was hard. I lost mm. a very close, very dear friend of mine. Mm. She was to coronavirus and she was super healthy Um, well she wasn't super healthy but she was nobody would thought that she would pass away right um and it was really disorienting because you know i'm the one terminally ill right (laughs) i should have died before you and it gave a weird sense of survivor's guilt to Mm -hmm. me and it just really showed me that gosh life is you know life is greater than cancer yeah diagnosed with cancer but I could die from a car accident like you know (laughs) and my when my doctor was telling me like um you know you got three to six months you have three to six months and he kept repeating that over and over again and I looked at him and I said what would you think if I walked out of this hospital and I got hit by a bus today right and he looked at me like are you suicidal (laughs) like he was just like where are you going with this yeah and I said you know doctor I would have said that I had three to six hours and not three to six months. Mm-hmm. That information of when you're going to die is not di- disclosed to anyone right. at all. So mm-hmm. live right. in the present. That's all we have. That is all we have. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, you know, a lot of times when I'm looking at my kids and they're being goofy or they're, you know, and I'm just like, I'm able to, or they're annoying me <laughs> and I'm irritated. <laughs> And I'm like, well, bless God that I'm here to be irritated. Right. <laughs> so I could not be here and not be irritated. Right. But, um, just 
living in the moment and knowing like, what do I have to do today? Mm-hmm. After you've, after you juiced, after you took them pills, after you did all the supplements, after you did any, everything that you could do for cancer, mm-hmm. let it go. Yeah. Cause there's not worrying is not going to help. Yeah. So after I did the IVs, if I could do the IVs, if I could do a supplement, if I could do whatever the things that I need to do to mm-hmm. help me stay the best I can after all those things are checked off for the day, yeah. live, yeah. do everything else that yeah. you can do. Right. And so just that's, that's the best that I've got so far for myself. That's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing advice. It really is. And it's advice that could save a life. Yeah. Um, Save mine. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I really appreciate you being here, Sarah, um, sharing your story, being vulnerable with us, being um, inspired, you know, just inspirational. I just really appreciate you. You're such a sweet spirit. And uh, thank you for having me. I, I'm telling you, I don't answer any. <laughs> I don't answer in- Instagram messages at all. And for some reason, <laughs> God I led saw you to your me. Message and I was like, this lady's awesome. And then I got into your YouTube. <laughs> Thank and I was you. like, you're just shining. You Aww. just have this light. Could I just, I was just Aww. like, wow. And I'm like, am I really like answering somebody from the World Wide Web? Like, really? <laughs> so it's just been such Thank a joy you. to talk with you. The yes, few times really I'm, I'm just happy to partner up with you in this fight we're doing yeah. together. Thank you. And I, I'm just happy I have a new sister to go through this battle with me together. So I really appreciate Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Talk with me. Any, if I could help, I'm, I will help. If I don't know, I will try to point to right. somebody who does. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone, I hope you enjoyed um, this message. I hope you are now encouraged. And I hope that we inspired you today to be fearless, to be <laughs> courageous, and just to love life and love yourself. Um, share this, like it comment, ask us any questions that you want to. I'll probably do a live if we have questions in the comment box. Um, And be blessed, be encouraged. Love her will. Bye-bye. All right, some books that helped me on my cancer journey. The first two books that I started with was Cancer, Think Outside the Box by Ty Bollinger. Then that led me to Cancer Killers, with Dr. Charles Majors. He has since passed away, um, but he extended his life like five years from weeks of a stage four, from weeks to live from a stage four diagnosis. Um, those are the two books that really introduced me to like an integrative approach to cancer. Now I lean more towards a metabolic approach to cancer. Dr. Nasha Winners, she herself was a stage four cancer, um, a, a stage four cancer diagnosis. Um, there are non-toxic therapeutic strategies for starving cancer cells using nutrition and um, bio-individualized therapies, like what is right for your body or what's going off with your body, addressing some root issues. Um, she also, uh, she became a, a naturopathic doctor as well, and a lot of doctors um call her to know what to do with her patients because of just her amazing 20 plus year success story. Pick this up. 
Now this is my doctor's book. The only reason I didn't have this one first is that it wasn't out yet. Vital Strategies in Cancer by Dr. Jim Roach, America's Healer. And here he, just a comprehensive collection of how he approaches cancer with patients and different strategies. If they're on conventional therapies as well, um, he there are ways to combat the negative effects, but also um, support the anti-cancer effects of conventional medicines. So even when you're on conventional medicines, pick up some complementary and alternative approaches that gives you a stronger, um, favorable responses. So vital strategies in cancer, Dr. Jim's Roach. And now I'm going through How to Starve Cancer by Jane McClelland. And she was a physiotherapist she herself was is was a cancer patient uh, decades ago and she used um a cancer starving diet this is from the book powerful supplements um old low toxicity drugs when taken together acted as a anti had anti-cancer effects and um one of those are low dose naltrexone which i have taken metformin um there's a plethora of things I could be here all day and tell you about it and not even be able to finish. So these are some great starting points. CrispyCancer.com was where I watched the interview of a, a lady that reversed a lot of the, her cancer prognosis in eight months. Um, she has since passed away. She passed five years of her cancer fight when she was given just a couple of months to live. Um, CrispyCancer.com and um, TheTruthAboutCancer.com are also great resources. But if I could tell you one thing, do not look for one magic pill. Hit it from all sides. What's your body doing? What's your nutritional, like nutritionally, what's your um, heavy metals? What, what What's your, um, just what's your vitamin deficiencies or whatever it is look for every area where your body's not functioning its best try to support that and if you choose to go conventional routes as well that's you know that's your choice you can also though combat some of those negative effects with natural supports and approaches so that is where i would start